0: Okay. Good evening. Um, tonight, before Purim, we're gonna learn a discourse, a Purim mimer. Um, tonight I wanna dedicate the class to my grandfather's yardside tonight. His name is David Yehuda, Ben Rabbi Kusil Pinchas. May his neshama have a great aliyah from the discourse of neshama. It should also be in the merit of Ariel, Ben Shaltiel Zev, whose site is Shloshim. not yard not yartzeit. Shloshim is tonight. Thirty days of his passing. Be big for his soul. Okay. Um, the this is a discourse said ninety five years ago, or ninety yeah ninety six years ago. by the, let me see if I'm, it will be in Ayin Tes, it will be a hundred years in Ayin Ches. So three years before that, yeah, so it's 97, 96, 97 years ago by the Rebbe Rishab. Um, And uh, he said it during the meal, during the Purim meal. The the, the Pesach says that Mordechai, You you you, guys, you should throw uh, things. Um, the pasuk says that Mordechai was raising Esther. You know Esther was um, left without parents, and Mordechai and Mordechai took Esther as a daughter, and he raised her. He was her uncle. And then he, then he raised her. As a, he, it, it, she became his stepdaughter. And the Pasik says, And he was raising Hadassah. He asked her that she is really Esther. So we are saying, thank you. So we are saying that Mordechai is the one in charge of raising Hadassah. Who is Esther? Hadassah is Esther, it's two of her names. Hadassah is Esther, and Mordechai raises her. So we need to understand, why does she have two names? She's Hadassah, she's Esther, so which one is she? And why is it the passage is saying that Mordechai is the one that's raising her? So he begins to explain this idea. Now what we're gonna do is, we're gonna learn part, we're gonna the discourse. I'm gonna skip in the beginning, in the first paragraph of the Mimer, there's a long kabbalistic discussion about something, which uh, I decided to skip it because it'll just take a, it'll confuse a little bit and take away the energy and the power of the mimer because we'll get too caught up in some detail and we'll tire people out before we get into the to the thrust of it. So we'll skip about a page, um, and um, we'll get into the into the main the main idea of the mimer. Okay, so here we go. He was raising Hadassah who was Esther, he Hadassah the Esther, Hadassah and Esther, em Khenas Malchus. They're both relating to the attribute called Malchus of kingship of God. I mean Esther is a queen. So she relates to kingship. She's a queen. Um, which is which is also a reference to the Shekhinah. Which is also a reference to the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah represents the feminine aspect of God the feminine aspect of Hashem, that is the Shekhinah. Um, in general, we know that all female characters in the Torah, all female characters in the Torah are generally related to the Shekhinah. Because if it's female down here, it's female up there in its source, and its sole root, is also female. And what's the female side of Hashem? That's the Shekhinah. That's the part of God that is the most imminent and invested in the creation. We know there are ten sefirot, so the nine sefirot are transcendental sefirot. They're higher than the creation, higher than the world. They're not really imbued and infused in the creation. The lowest of the sefirot are sefirot hamalchus, which malchus called by the very definition of kingship means that he's a king and he's in relationship with the world because he's a king over the world. So there is a creation, and he's the master over the creation. So we're saying that Adasa is Esther, so both of them are Malchus. So if they're both Malchus, both the Shekhinah, then why do we need two names? So obviously this means two levels of the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah exists on two levels. There is the Shekhinah as the Shekhinah is still unified with her source, with a higher sefirot, where she's unified with her husband, so to speak, and she's in a higher state. And then there is the Shekhinah, when the Shekhinah comes down to reside and to become more invested and more concealed within the creation. At that point, the Shekhinah hides herself. And like generally, it's considered that the Shekhinah is an exile. The Shekhinah is hidden and obscured and concealed within the world. Ha- Esther and Hadassah. Esther means concealment. So Esther is referring to the Shekhinah as the Shekhinah is already in a lower state, more embedded within the creation. As she is embedded within the creation, the godliness of the creation is not visible. It's camouflaged, it's covered, it's concealed by the creations themselves. And the further you go down and lower and lower, the more God is hidden in the creation, the more nature is, becomes more, more revealed. And it seems to be the world just running by, based on nature. And like we see, the story of Purim all unfolds within nature. Even though there is a miracle happening, even the miracle is concealed within nature. Because the idea of Esther means divine concealment. God being concealed. So the Shekhinah is definitely running the show. Hashem is running the show. But He's running the show in a manner in of concealment. And that's who Esther is. Esther is the concealed side of God that's within creation. What's hadasa? Hadassah is the source of the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah, as it is still in the supernal, higher than creation, as it's still higher than enclavement, the Shekhinah, as she still stands in the world of Atzilus, the world of Atzilus, then she's called Hadassah. Why is she called Hadassah? I'll still explain now why she's called Hadassah. And what the Pesach is saying is that Hadassah is Esther. It's the same Shekhinah. In other words, even though you might think that when the when Hadassah descends down and becomes Esther, she kind of loses her soul. She's already compromised. She's not who she really is. That's not true. It's only, see, the, 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 during the time of Gullus, during the time of Gullus, God is considered as if he has hidden. He is obscured. He has hidden. He's like he's going to sleep, but he's not really, the Shekhinah is not really that Hashem, really steps out of the creation. Hashem is is only um, lowering or contracting His power from showing. But it's the same. Esther and Hadassah is the same power. It's just, is is the power more contained? That's when it's Esther, it's more contained. Or the power more on display, that's Hadassah. But it's the same being. And He's going to develop, the idea that He's going to develop, just like there is two levels of Shekhinah, Shekhinah is the source of our souls. So too, there are two levels of the souls. There is the transcendental part of the neshama, and then there is the more imminent part of the soul. The transcendental part of the neshama is related to hadasa, comes from the transcendental element of Shekhinah, and the more the more in, embedded part of the neshama, part of the neshama that's in the body, that's the ester part of the neshama, that is connected to the Shekhinah, the lower part of the Shekhinah. See, the, nisham, the nishama parallels the shekhinah because the nishama is a spark from the shekhinah. It's a limb of the shekhinah. And therefore, whatever there is in the shekhinah, just like in the shekhinah, there is Esther and Hadassah. So too the, there is in the Nishama two levels, Esther of the Nishama and Hadassah of the Nishama. And in general, it means like this, that in the time of, of when we're not in exile, when we're when Jews were living in the time of the Beis Hamikdash they were able to access the real power of their soul. Their soul was far more visible. Their soul was far more present. The Nishama was active, the Nishama. And when we say they were able to access the Nishama, it wasn't only the part of the Nishama that's in their bodies, but they were able to access the transcendental part of their soul as well. In other words, they were able to feel the godly side of their soul. And their connection to Hashem was boundless. The connection to Hashem was infinite, was boundless, was, 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 was beyond everything. When the Golas begins, we lose contact with our hadasa part of our Neshama. And all we can barely feel is the Esther part of our Neshama. The Neshama is camouflaged, the Neshama is hidden. But the Mimer is going to teach us that notwithstanding the darkness of the exile, where our Neshama is, and our access of our own spiritual side is very, very limited and very, very compromised... Yet we need to know that Esther Hu Hadassah, that our neshama is really just as potent and just as powerful during the time of exile, even though the light of the neshama is not as, as present, but the power of the soul is more present. It's an interesting idea. The light, the illumination, the spiritual glow, the, 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 the illumin- that we don't have during the time of exile. But in a more concealed, hidden way, the neshama is more powerful during the time of exile than it is during the time of Mashiach. And that's the idea that Hadassah is Esther. They're the same being. But in order for that to happen, you need Mordechai, who, who nurtures Hadassah, who Esther? Who is the one who nurtures it? But he, Mordechai is Oymen as Hadassah. he raises her, he nurtures her. And that we're gonna see is the, either that means the tzaddik of the generation who nurtures the people, and it means through Torah and mitzvahs and this and that. We keep our neshama alive during the time of Golas. And, not, and notwithstanding the darkness that we experience and the lack of illumination and excitement that we don't have in Golas, but we have Mesir nefesh and, and self-sacrifice, which expresses even a deeper part, Esther Hu Hadasa. That's the whole mimer in the synopsis. And now let's learn the mimer of this. And I said, I'm going to skip a lot of the Kabbalah at the beginning uh, because it's just going to complicate things. We get into the crust of it, and we're gonna be pretty short today, because I want to fin I need to finish a little early. So let's go. At least I think so. So he and he was raising Adasa which Esther, he Hadasa and Esther are both in the level of Malchus. Hadassah, that's the Shekhinah that's Malchus, as it still is in Atzilus. Atzilus is the first of four worlds. We know that our, in, in Kabbalah there is a system of four, 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 four dimensions of reality. Atzilus is the first, which is still godly. And then Bria is a world of creation, where Hashem emanates already. a create, where We're created, because in, in Kabbalah we always speak of an evolution of worlds. So Atzilus is, is a state where there's no consciousness other than Hashem. And then comes the world of creation, where we begin already a sense, a consciousness, a separate consciousness. And then comes the world of Yetzirah, where there is already more of a form of creation. Creation is being a little more denser. And then finally we reach the ultimate dense creation, which is the world of Asiya, which is the reality that we live in, where the creation is very, very thick and very, very noticeable. And the divine power that's behind everything is hidden and concealed. So we're saying that uh, Malchus, the Shekhinah, when she's still in the world of I means she hasn't yet dipped into the creation. And over there, over there, the Shekhinah is still unified with the Ferris. And when the Shekhinah is still unified, because remember we said the Shekhinah is the feminine aspect of God. Now, the Shekhinah is the lowest of the attributes, the last of the attributes, the feminine aspect of God. When the Shekhinah is in Atsilas, she is still unified with, the, with, with her husband, with, her, with the Akadish Baruchu, which are the other Sephiroths, generally the six Sephiroths. Primarily, what is the, the the six emotions are considered the right hand of God, the left hand of God, and the center, the torso. So, what's considered the main part of Hakadosh Baruch Hu? The main part of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Teferes. Teferes, because Teferes is really the combination of Chesed and Gvura. The Guf contains the whole body, so Teferes is the main part. So, when we say the shekhinah is connected to Teferes. Or sometimes it is explained: Rachel, who is the Shechina, is married to Yaakov. Yaakov is the Ferris So we're saying when the Shechina is still in Atzilas, when she's still in Atzilas, she's unified with her husband, and that's why she's called Hadassah. What's Hadasa? Hadasa is Hadas Hay. Hadas Hay. What's Hadas? Hadas is a myrtle branch that has three leaves. We take it on Sukkis. We take the. Um, the four branches, the four species of, of, veg, of vegetation, one of them is a myrtle. And the myrtle branch has three leaves, and there have to be three, three, three. What's the three? The three represent Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. We take two things. In each leaf, I'm sorry, in each branch, there are three, there's a bunch of threes. They represent Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And we also take three Hadasim. One for Avram, one for Yitzchak, and one for Yaakov. So you see... That the hadasim represent chagas chesed Gevur teferes, which is hakadosh baruch which is the, the the masculine side of God. Hadasa is feminine hadas, it's it's hadas plus a hay. So the hay we always know is the Shekhinah, because she's the lower hay of God's name. Hadasa is hadas with a hay. It represents the Shekhinah, as she's still connected to the hadas, and that's hadasa. So the Shechina, when she's in Atsilas, she called it Hadasim. The Gimel Hadasim and Gimel Avos. The three Hadasim are the Gimel Avos. Like it says, vanaf ate Avos. And a, 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 the word Avos is an ayin and an olive can be switched. It says, Anaf ate Avos. And a braided, a, 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 you take a branch from a braided tree. What is the idea of a branch? From a braided tree, a copy. What is the idea of a branch? You don't have a munad that will be so many more anaf eight of the branch from the braided tree. A braid, that's hadasim. it's a braided tree. The word braided is spelled with an iron. The word braid, which is like hadasim 3, is spelled with an iron. But an ayin and an aleph are exchangeable. So when it says vanaf eats a for hadasim, it can also mean voice referring to our fathers. So Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, they are the hadasim. That's a hadas. When the shekinah, the feminine side of God, is connected to her husband, she's connected to Yaakov, and through Yaakov to Avram and Yitzchak as well, because Avram and Yitzchak are blended in Yaakov. So, when, so now she is hadas hey hadasa so esther who is hadasa she is the shechina as it's receiving and connected still to the masculine the transcendental side of god what does that mean in the neshama that means our neshama as it's still attached to the infinite when it's still in the ain't sof when it's still unified with god itself but then there is hadasa he esther that's Esther. What's esther esther when it comes down in concealment Goodbye, godliness. Hashem is hidden and concealed. And she's alone in the dark world. That's Esther. And what's Esther mean? I'm going to hide my Pneumius. The Pneumius of the Shekhinah is her attachment to... Uh, that she's still a continuation of the Ein Sof. The Shekhinah is still part of God. So the Pneumius is when she's in Atzillus and you see how the Shekhinah still a flow from God. But when the Shekhinah descends in the world and the Pneumius gets hidden and concealed... And the Shechina can even become a breeding ground for all kinds of klippos and all kinds of negative forces that they derive energy from her, right? And they feel it's a Hefkerveld. They can do whatever they want. That has is can only happen in Esther when there's a detachment, kind of when her husband is out of town. She can be attacked. And that's the idea of Esther. So let's see. Ubchenas Mauchus, Hamas Yachedas and Mauchus that is unified with the three Hadasim, Nikra Hadasa. It's Hadas Hey. I Mashakasa be pardays, Pishar Era Chakinuyam era chadas. Ubumaoira oy mimer uh uh heodzaiyan. Over there he explains it. The Esther, so that's Hadas. The Esther Malchus. Right at the beginning, the fifth line. Right at the Esther Upchinas Malchus. And Esther is the b'chenov of Malchus. Kishihi Yoy Redas Bibiya when Malchus descends down lower into Bria, Yetzirah, and Asiyah, that means she's taking the plunge to go down into the lower worlds. That's when she's called Esther because she has to hide her Pneumias. She has to hide the Ein Sof. If she doesn't conceal the infinite power of God, you can never create a creation. There wouldn't be room for anything to exist. It would be only God. So she has to hide the godliness. Astir panai V'Oymer, but the Chiddush in the pasuk is Hadasa Esther that this is the full, that Hadassah is Esther. Don't think it's like a new thing. Hadassah is Esther. It's just that she's closing up and hiding her pneumias. But it's really the same power. Um, it's like it, sometimes it says that when the Jewish people are in exile, it looks like we're a weak people. We're, we're persecuted, we're downtrodden, we're this and that. But really it's a lion. The Jewish people are always a lion they lie down and crouch like an leader Ari during the time of Gulas they're they're laying they're lying down like a lion goes to sleep it's okay when a lion goes to sleep, sometimes the jackals come to start up and the others come because the lion is sleeping so the Jewish people but it's not we're, we're, we're really all the time a piece of Hashem from above. Tadasah, he Esther is hadasa. it's the same same thing. It's just that now it's in a, it's in a constrained state. Esther, she atzma b'chenasa malchus, the same malchus. and even when she goes down in Briyat Sir Nasir, yesh ima Not only is she in her full power, she's really still attached to her husband also. Was, even though that relationship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shekhinah is not evident and visible during the time of Golas but it really Hashem is really there with her with the Shekhinah is HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well Vukam Moshe Tezvav as stay in Medrash Hashem Moshe Mitzrayim it says that Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron in the land of Egypt so the Medrash says MaHakadosh Baruch Hu what's God doing in Egypt? what's Hashem doing there? The Jews are there. God is there. It is a marshal to a queen. She was making the king crazy. She was making him crazy. Like it's the job of a queen. To make the king nuts. So she's making him crazy. Until he has no. He, she drives him insane. So what does he do? He throws her into prison. Leave me alone. So what did the king do? So the king goes down to be with her there. He put her there because she's making him crazy. But now, what does he do? He can't be without her. Right? So what does he do? He goes down to be with her in the, in, the, in the prison. Why does he go there? He says, as long as I'm there, ain't there won't be a bad name about her. No, the, prince, the queen is in prison. No one knows what can happen to her there. So in order to protect her, he goes there and no one is going to mess with the queen when the king is there. And that's why he's present with her. Yisrael, the same as when the Jewish people went to exile. Shchina the Shchina goes with them. Wherever Jews are, God goes along. So even though it says Shchina Imam, and the Reb is using it to tell us that Hakadosh Baruch Imam. See, once you're getting a little more sense, once we get a little more knowledgeable in in in, in Kabbalistic ideas, we realize that Shchina is the feminine side of God, and is Akadish Baruch Here it says that there's a mashal to a king and a queen. So who's the queen? The queen is the Shchina. And, Akadosh, and the husband goes along, that's Akkadish Hu. But when the Medrash the concludes, the Medrash says so, when the Jewish people are in Galus, the Shechina goes along with them. So both are true. When Yidna are in Galus, the Shechina comes along with them. And who goes along with the Shechina? Her husband, Akkadish Hu, himself, also goes along. And the same is also with Malchus above. When she descends down into the Galus, into Bri Yitzir and Asiyah, She's really inherently still with her husband. It's just that it's not so visible. It's not that seen. It's not so apparent. The Indian who, and the idea is as follows, the Indian because the sages have said, Esther How do we know Esther minator? What do we find Esther in the Torah? And the Pasik and the says, Hashem says, I will hide my face in that day. On that day, I will hide my face. That's Esther. What, is it? what does that mean? That God. The story of Esther takes place in a time of great concealment, where Hashem is not visible, and that's why there can be chas v'shalem. How can there dare be such a situation when they should get up and they should threaten the Jewish, the very existence of a Jewish people? It's because Hashem was so hidden, and the nations of the world, lachashverosh and his whatever, and Haman can think that now the time has come for them to be able to do what they want to do. How can it be? Today we're seeing that as well, in a sense you know, how can it be after such a, a, a you know, what we've seen in the world 70 years ago, a Holocaust, and everybody said, you know, never again, and all this, and today we see, you know, an anti-Semitism popping up and all that and people, as people feel it's a half because Hashem is hidden Hashem is not really hidden, he's, <laughs> Mashiach is about to come, but because of the concealment of God in the world it allows for such for such talk even for such so Hashem is hiding so what do you so what does that mean? So Hashem is saying, I'm hiding my face. In the time of Golos, Hashem, the pneumius of Hashem is hidden. In a ponai, or so what does it mean, Hashem's face? Who Because ponai means internal, as opposed to acharayim, which means backside, external. Ponai means the essence. So in general, what does that mean? The, es- the pneumius of someone means who they really are, and their acharayim represents only something, array of them, something that's not important. Just like in the back of the person, the person's internal power, who they are, their, their quality as a human being, their talents, and their wisdom, and, their, and their, their, their personality is not shown in their back. All you have in the back is a remnant of this person. It's an external thing of the person. Like the Gemara says, that one of the sages say that the reason why I'm greater than everybody else was because I saw Reb Mayer. Just by looking at Rebbe Mayer, I got to see he was—he was a person who he still—he was, he was it looks like an elderly person. He remember, he got to see Rebbe Mayer from the earlier generation. You see Rebbe Mayer man, and put me in a whole different league from all my colleagues just by looking at Rebbe Mayer. But he said I saw Rebbe Mayer only from my homa's back. If I would have seen Rebbe Mayer's front, I was, there was a big crowd and I only got to see his back. Had I seen him in the front, then forget about it. Then I would have been way beyond what I am. Like I saw him in the back. So what do you see? The back of a person is only a chitzniyas of the human being. We say, V'anechi astir astir panei b'ayoi means Hashem's p'nimiyas, Hashem's, who He really is, is hidden. And what is showing is only the chitzoni. So what is that? So he says, in general, it means, The infinite light that's beyond the entire investment into creation. Ishtalsholos means the beginning of the process of godliness adjusting to the creation. Evolving energy, evolving light. That's called Ishtalsholos. So the Rebbe is saying an important idea. He says that the entire progression of God's descent to the world is not capturing Hashem's real Pneumius. Because only the, Hashem creates the world only with an external ray. Only an external ray of Him He puts into the creation. Like We learned so much in Hasidus. Melech nekra that it's only Hashem's name that goes into the creation. Hashem's Pneumius remains transcendent, remains above. So therefore what comes out? That only the Oyrein Saif, the infinite light, that's higher than the whole descent... That's called his panemias, because that's where he is. What's happening in the world, What's being transmitted into the creation? All worlds. The whole istalts so beginning with the spheros, and all, it's only taking chitzainias. It's only taking our array That's not his face. So again, the, because the divine ray, the godly ray that is, that the shine of Hashem that is enclosed in the worlds. Hupchen is only the back side. is an external, like it says in the Pesach, Hashem puts kings to the throne. V'yeshev Hashem Melech Le'olam. that Hashem sits down to be a king over the world. What does this teach you? What is the deeper meaning? Malchus is the power of God that he invests in the creation. And that's called V'yeshev. He sits down. He sits king. He puts kings down, like say, to a throne. When you're thinking about a throne and sitting down, and that's where Malch, and that's related to Hashem's kingship, is that it's sitting down. That's that's Hashem's backside, because where's sitting happening? The back of a person. Person sits down, it's the acharayim, the back of the person. That's where the sitting is. So God is giving to the world just the chitzoni, it's just the external. The yeshiva who bakerayim in the back. The Because the innermost and the essence of the infinite light is not at all within it's not even within the context of being enclosed in the world. Only an external ray of God is what can come down and emanate into the creation. So, the, so therefore, what is it? So the entire scope Of all worlds, of the entire evolving energy, It's only an external ray of Hashem. But the essence of the Oireen Tzayv, that's beyond this progression, This is called Hashem's face. Okay, So what were we saying? During the time of That means like this. When... When, what's it called again, when um, we had Geula, during its Mitzrayim, during Matan Torah, during when the base HaMikdash was standing. So we were, we were privy, we, we, were, we, were, we merited to experience, to contact Hashem, to connect Hashem. Not only to the godliness of creation, Yidn were able to experience in their neshama the Oren Saif. Hashem's panemius. They can sense and they can feel God Himself. And that's where miracles come from. Miracles come from the transcendental. They were connected to it. They were drawing miracles every day. They had him a dime a dozen. Miracles were happening all the time. Because they were very in tune and very in touch with God Himself. With, 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 with Havaya, with Yud Vavke, and beyond Yud Vavke, The panemius, Hashem Himself. What happens during... Because, and they stood panem Bel panem, face to face, they stood with Hashem. Panem, Hashem's panemius. What happened in the time of Golas, This connection to the transcendental dimension of God completely hid. I am hiding my pnimias, and we can barely feel the godliness that's within creation, the external ray, let alone to feel the Ein outside of our experience. And more specific in the levels, who pchenas in, in, if you get more in detail we can say like this Atzilus, which is the world of emanation it works like this atlus Atzilus, that is higher than creation the three worlds Briya was where was real where is where real creation begins that's that's already that. That's the chitzainius, That's Hashem's external side. Hashem's pinimius is an atzilus. Even though see, he's even though he just said earlier that Hashem's pinimius, Hashem's true self, is only higher than the whole say the restalshus, which includes atzilus as well. But now he's extending it and saying that atzilus can also be said to be considered Hashem's pinimius because there is still the divine essence over there. Where is considered really only Hashem's back. That's. The worlds, bria Yitzir, and nasiya, that are receiving their vitality from malchus, malchus descends down. So malchus, as he said before, that's the backside of Hashem, and that's why Esther. What's Esther? Esther is to, in order for malchus to function in creation. astir astir panai. I am hiding my face, the ein sof, from being seen. The and that which is drawn from the world of Atzilus into Bri Tsir Nasir, who which is only Malchus, shenikrei Hashem. It's called the back of God, Kenoidah as it is known. And in Malchus itself, we said before there's two parts of Malchus. There is the inner part of Malchus, which Malchus is still connected to she's still in Atzilus, she's still connected to her husband. That's the giant part of Malchus. That's the Malchus as she is still infinite. And then there is Malchus as she shrinks down into the tiny little power becoming the source of creation. And that's the Chitsoenis. Only the external part of Malchus. The Etzemo Atzilus. And the essence of Atzilus, including Malchus of Atzilus, including Malchus, which is the last. Attribute and Atzilus is still higher than Briya Yitzira Nasiyah. V'hup Chenas Panay and that's called Hashem's face. Ramaz, like the Ramosh Akusi says in Emor, Daf gibel in the Zohar, Ayin Beis, Da'hal Dalid Madreigos, that the four levels, Panim Yemin U'Smoil Va'achar. There are four sides: face, back, right, and left. Right. The face of the person, the back of the person. So by Hashem too, there is a face. So the, in, in Ramaz he writes like this. He says Panim is Atzilis, Achair is the physical world, Asiya, and then your right side is Bria, and left side is Yitzira. And they say you have the four worlds are Panim, Achair, Yeminus and Abia, Vachachma, and Chachma who say Atzilis. Chachma, which is the face, like we say Chachmas Adam toir Panav. The wisdom of a person illuminates their face. The pnimius is the Chachma. That's an Atzilus. It's the Atzilus. It's the emanation of the world of emanation. That's the face. Now, one second. We're saying it's Chachma. But now we're saying it's the whole Atzilus. Even Malchus of Atzilus is called the face. The answer is, in general, the entire Atzilus is dominated by the consciousness of Chachma. And what's the consciousness of Chachma? Total bitl. Koachma. Bitl, there's no sense of separation. Only God. And that trickles down even into Malchus, which is the lowest manifestation of Atsilas. It's still under the total bitl. And therefore, it can be meyuchad. Hashem, it can be unified with the Ein Sof. Because when it's Battle, the Ein Sof can be there. So therefore, even the tail end of Atsilas is still part of the Ein Sof. It's still infinite. It's still part. That's called panai. It's Hashem's face. panim. It's the face. The gam and even the lowest part, malchus of atzilus, kamoisha still an Atzilas. he said earlier, where she's called hadasa, Hey, that's connected to the hadas. If she's still an atzilus, That's the face. Vizau bh Vizau inyon panai, pchanas malchas tatsilis, malchas dat silus, which is the face, kamoi shihiba at that is an atcilis. And what does the Pasik say? Esther menatoi raminai in what ester vanohi astir astir panai. I'm concealing my face. Because one once you pass from Atsilus down into the next realm, you have to leave the whole light of Atsilas behind and then mitigate itself. The Shahina mitigates itself tremendously. To leave the ein sofish that shouldn't be experienced and sensed, and it gives off an energy into the creation that's finite and limited, and 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 allowing for, for things to other to exist. The gam panai. Now, now we add another Indian here. Another reason why it's called V'anoichi aster aster panai. My face. Till now, he's saying it's the paninius of Hashem. For aster aster panai, I will hide my face means I will hide my face, which is your paninius. Panai, it's your paninius. Why is it your eponemias? Because the eponemias of the Jewish souls are the Shechina. The Shechina is the eponemias of the Jewish neshamas. And Hashem is saying, I'm going to hide. It's the eponemias of our neshamas. Because the Panemius, we're going to soon see, the Panemius of our neshamas are the Shechina, but not the mitigated Shechina, not the Shechina as it is descended down here. The eponemias of our neshama is the Shechina as the Shechina is still attached to the Ain't Sof. And therefore we have it within our capacity, in our neshama. If we unlock our panemius, if we connect to our panemius and neshama, we have the ability to experience the Ain sof of God higher than creation. And to know it intimately. To know it in a very, to have a real, deep, and true ha'kara recognition in the ein sof mamash. Ekkumoshe like it says, how do we know? It says that, that the panemius, the innermost of our neshama is the shekhinah. It says in the Pasuk, Vizos lefnim be Yisrael. And this comes from, from Rus. It says, this was the minhag. V'zos lefnim be This was the minhag amongst the Jewish people that they would do so and so. But a play on the words, Zos is referring to the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah is always called Zos. Like it says, Bezois Yahweh Aaron, that with Zos Aaron should come El It explains that you have to go through if you want to come El the Kohen Gadol wants to go into the Kodesh he has to go Bezos Bezos means with Kabbalah soil Malchus with Yerah Shemayim now that relates to Malchus because Malchus is when the, Malchus is God as a king and the way we relate to Malchus is through acceptance the yoke being a servant to him so we're saying Bezos Yahweh Aaron El what's your entrance way to holiness? the first thing you need to do in order to, in to um, inculcate, what's the word? What's the word? Right? Inculcate, that's what I'm looking for. In order to inculcate a, a godliness in your soul, to connect to godliness, to develop yourself spiritually, the first thing that's necessary is simple obedience. When the Torah says something, you listen. That's, that's, that's your Hashemayim. That's how you get, that's how you enter in, because that's how you connect to the Shekhinah. Then you can go deeper than the Shekhinah. As you get into love and higher levels. But first, Shekhinah connection, which is Bital. Okay, so what do you see from there? That the word Zois is a reference to the Shekhinah. And now what does it say in the Pesach? The Zois Lifnim be Yisrael. Now what's the Pnim? What's the Panim of Yidin, of our Neshamas? Zois, the Shekhinah, is lefnim be Yisrael. That's the Pnimius of the Neshamah. Zois hu malchus. Harei hu lfnim pnimius the Yisrael. That's the Pnimius of the Yidin. Now I'm going to skip the next part of the mimer. From the words, Over here he's going to go into a long discussion, which is complicated, and just going to tire everybody out, about this idea that the panemius of the neshama, the innermost of the neshama, is a nitzutz, is a nitzutz from the ur insayf sayf Mameshe, Mameshe, Because he brings, from, I'm just going to say one thing very quickly. He brings that there are, that we know there are five names to the neshama, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chai, Yechida. And it says in in the Arizal that Yechida is not the highest level of the Neshama. Yechida is still part of the names of the Neshama. Names of the Neshama means the expression of the soul. But then then there is the nucleus of the Neshama. The nucleus of the Neshama is even higher than Yechida. What's the nucleus of the Neshama? He says there's a spark of Boire. There's a spark of Creator that's in that's in a a, a a container that's called Yachidah. Ychidah is already something that's not God, but that is melted in Hashem's light, totally nullified, Messirah nefesh but it's still somebody that's being Mosa Nefesh. Inside there is the spark that's just Hashem. There's nothing other than Hashem. And that's the spark. That's that's our pneumus. That's the Panai. Panay of the neshama is the nitzutz boyre that's in nitzutz niver. And that's... He's just going to de- develop that idea, how that is in the higher spiritual realms, which... how He's identifying where did this come from. Okay. Um, Vezau, I'm just going to learn... I'll turn over the page. Shin Yud. Turn over the whole page. To the back side of this piece. Vizau, I'm just learning... The, I'm just learning right before Perik Beis. I'm learning the five lines, the five, five words. Mamish, the last five words of Perik Aleph. panai. This is the pnimius the nishmas Yisrael. The Pnimius of our neshama is a little nitzutz of the Shechina. A little nitzutz of the Shechina. And when we say Shechina, because in Shechina itself there is, it emanates. It really comes from the Orient Soif Mamish. And that's our is. Okay. Now, just like the Shekhinah has two names to it. Hadassah and Yisrael. Hadassah and, um, Hadassah and Esther. Hadassah is when she's up there, unified with the Sof. Esther is when she comes down more in a concealed state. So the Neshama that has a Nitzvot of the Shekhinah also, the Neshama also has these two levels. The Neshama as the Neshama is still in its transcendental state. And the neshama as it becomes more embedded in the body and more more part, more worldly. So in the neshama, these two levels, Esther and Hadassah, in the Nishamah we call them Yaakov and Yisrael. Yaakov and Yisrael are two names for the same person, Yaakov and Yisrael. But it's the same idea, Yaakov and Yisrael is the same idea as Esther and Hadassah. Esther and Hadassah is referring to as it is in the Shekhinah, and as it is in the neshama, it's Yaakov and Yisrael and he gives it, and he says, beguf." It's not the entire neshama that comes into the body. Sharei, how do we know that not the whole neshama comes into the body? So he's explaining. Well, why do we have two names? Why are Jews called Yaakov, and why are we called the Israel? So because there's two parts down neshama. even by angels, Chazal say, that a malach is a third of the world. That a malach takes up, if you try to condense an energy of a malach, how big of a vessel do you need for the malach? A third of our planet. Because a malach would come into any smaller vessel, he would blow a fuse. He needs a huge container to facilitate a malach. A third of the planet. A third of the world. Now if a malach occupies a third of the world, and a neshama is greater than a malach, so a neshama has to have a vessel that's much bigger than a third of the world. Maybe the entire planet for one neshama. So how can a neshama come into, into our bodies that are so, uh, <laughs> an infinitesimal whatever? Nothing. Our bodies. How can it contain? The answer is only a crumb of the neshama comes down into the body. But most of the neshama remains up there. <laughs> They're much higher than the angels. The goof is too small to contain the essence of the soul. And only a tiny little bit of the neshama array, array and a little bit of the neshama is enclosed in the body. And the bulk of the neshama remains above. And the part of a neshama that's not in a body is called Yisrael, which means Rosh. The word Yisrael contains the word Rosh in it. Rosh, uh, uh, rosh to me a head. It's the head of the neshama. That's up there which is the root and the, the, the head and the source of the neshama which is above the Yaakov now if the word Yisrael has in it contained within it the word Rosh Yaakov has the total opposite Yaakov has the word akev in it so Yakov is Yud akev. that means the neshama the crumb of the neshama is the Yud akev that comes down in the heel comes down in the body who pchinas regel the neshama is the leg of the neshama? Shazu pchinas. This is considered neram the neshama, the nefesh ruach neshama, because the neshama has five names. Nefesh, we said earlier. Nefesh ruach neshama chayachida. In general, the nefesh ruach neshama come down in the body, and the chayachida remain above. That's the Yisrael part. So chayachida, that's Yisrael. Nefesh ruach neshama and Iran hamislabash amalabash alabashim beguf that are enclosed in the body. Ubaavoy dananavoyda. What does it mean? So, how does this translate into experience? Okay, there's a high neshama. How does this translate in, in your yiddishkeit? So he's going to explain. It does, He's going to show us that you can access. In that we're meant, if we're meant to access our nefesh ruach neshama part, our neshama in our body, but we're also meant because our neshama is the tail end of the super super mega soul that's up there in shemayim. We're meant to access that as well. Via our neshama down here, we can access even the part of our neshama that's up there and have a connection to Hashem, a spiritual experience and a connection to God that is that is related not to our neshama in our body, but are related to the neshama that's above. So he's now going to differentiate between experiencing a soul experience that is from the leg of your neshama experience the feet of your neshama which halavai we should feel that that would be beautiful as we're going to see in a minute what that experience is we, we are so numb that we don't, hardly don't even feel this but if we're lucky we get to feel the legs of our neshama but then he's going to explain that really we're meant to experience even the neshama and we, how do we know we're meant to say so to experience it because we say it in davening every day hashem with all your heart Bechol nafshachah with all your soul, Bechol mo'yedechah with all your might. So he's going to explain right now, Bechol lavavcha, Bechol all your heart and all your soul, that's from the part of the neshama that's in your body. That's your legs of the neshama. With that you can be on fire, with all your heart and all your soul, just by tuning into the leg of your neshama. But, but if you want to hit, if you want to experience Bechol mo'odechah with all your might, with infinite passion and infinite drive, for that, you need to access the neshama that's above. But we're meant to access it, and we could access it, but he's going to explain with difficult avod that we can access that, but only in the time when the Beis HaMikdash was standing. Today's day is almost impossible. Because, astir astir panai Because the Pnimi is Ha-Nishama, which is the, that transcendental Yisrael part of the neshama, Yaakov is considered the back of the neshama, the ochr, the back, and Yisrael is the front of the nishama. But since it's a time of Gaulus, Pana, you're not accessing your pnimius of your soul. Yesroll dimension of Yanishamah is not there. And all you're barely left with is the Yaakov dimension of Yanishama, which is the Esther of the Nisham. Yet what is the kiddish of the Maimar? hadasa he Esther. That hadasa is Esther. It's not, it's really, really in Gaulus you also have your, your Esther. I'm sorry, you also have your Hadasa. But it's coming in a different way. It's coming through a different Avoidah. It's not an avodah of tingling sensation and burning fervor. It's coming through an avodah of devotion and dedication to the very end. And in Galos, we, exp- we have more commitment and more devotion being expressed and self-sacrifice. And that is an expression of the deepest part of the neshama, but without, the, without flashing lights. That's the idea. It doesn't have the same glitter like it had in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. But really, the muscle power is much stronger. And that idea... So here's where the Rebbe is going to develop that idea That in Golos The neshama is severely compromised But on the one hand But on the other hand The neshama, the true strength of the soul comes out Let's read inside So first he's going to explain what is When we, when we are When we are in tune with what we call Gilo'y ha Revealing the neshama Which means getting in touch with our spirituality So he's going to explain What's the difference if you're experiencing the leg of your neshama And you're experiencing the head of the neshama with all your heart, with all your soul, and what does that mean? Which this is in the godliness that's the source of the world. In other words, see in every level of neshama, when it says love God with all your heart and all your soul, what's the stimulator? You're loving Hashem, which means you. In order to, in order to love Him, you have to have something that's exciting you to love. So what's exciting you to love? Hashem is exciting you to love Him. But what are you experiencing of Hashem to generate that excitement? He says you're experiencing Hash- uh, uh, the, the godliness that's in the creation. If a person meditates and, se- and is able to deeply meditate, first study, and then meditate, and then feel, and mamish feel and sense, the godliness that's behind everything, the lakus, the divinity, the godliness that's within the world, and creating the world, then that will create an excitement in the heart and you will love God with all, with all your heart all other, all other loves and all other passions will evaporate and it will be only one passion your heart will be filled only with one love and that's all your heart, only Hashem but you don't have to meditate on Hashem's transcendence you just have to meditate that God is the power behind everything so why should I love anything else if, if, if it has no substance everything he's going to explain in a minute um, that everything in the world is considered death without the godliness that's creating it so why should I love a dead thing it's only the Lakust that's real. So by meditating on that, you're comfortable. To... Now, if you want to love Hashem, not just with all your heart, but you want to upgrade the love. You want to ratchet up the love, a couple of notches, and you want to experience an explosive love that it doesn't remain in your heart. Bakal it sweeps through your entire body. It reaches every facet of your soul. Your person's entire being is on fire. For that, you need to be meditate on something a little higher. You're meditating on that the godliness of creation. Is just a tiny little little nothing of Hashem Himself. So you're, now you're already touching on the transcendental element of Hashem, not of Hashem's imminence and Hashem's closeness to us that He's creating us, sustaining us. Then we really, but we want to go on fire. We have to recognize that that which is available to us from Hashem is only nothing. It's only a crumb of Him, and He's really beyond that. So then, wow, the neshama just wants to break out. That which takes the love and adds the kerosene and turns it into b'chol nafshecha it becomes flaming flaming fl- fire of B'chol Nafshel but all of that just after all of that you're still experiencing God as He relates to the creation either He's present within the creation or He is transcendent above the creation but there's still a relationship but then there is Hashem as Hashem truly is not at all not at all, not at all related to the creation not being present or beyond it's outside of that category completely When you experience that, then you lose it completely. Then it's believable. But how can you sense that? A neshama can sense it. Why is a neshama able to sense the eibishter? If it's not Hashem as He's related to creation, why? Because we said earlier, our neshama is panai, There has a penimius, which is in Hashem Himself, and only our neshamas have a sense of God as God is, whether He creates a world or doesn't create a world. God as God truly is, that only the neshama can sense. And that's the head of the neshama, and that's the b'cholma odecha. Only the Rosh can feel that. It's a whole different kind of an experience. So now, as he explained, um, the, again, that is by looking into or thinking about the, the, the godliness that's the source of the world. Because the love of all your heart, he takes it level by level. First, to love Hashem with all your heart is through contemplation. In the light and the godly life flow, that is enclosed in the world, to enliven them. On this, it says in the Passoc, you should love God your God, because He is your life that God is the power of the world he's the life of the world in general it's not enough to do a meditation how God creates the Himalayas because we're thousands of miles away from the Himalayas so that's not really going to create much of an excitement you have to meditate and feel and sense that God is your food your table, your pants everything that you have only exists because the that. you have to bring it close to you he's the life of your soul the life of your body and he's the only true substance of whatever you, you live on. He's chayim, he's alive, and goodness. And this it says in the passage, God says, see, I've put before you life and goodness, and death and, and, and ra. So the Balshem Tev explains, all physical, material things, they are really death, v'ra, because if God would depart from them, they wouldn't exist, so there's nothing to them. and the life and the good who is the godliness in it. Like he explains elsewhere, in the Meimor Shuva, right? What is the mimer, Shuva? Shuva Yisrael, and that mimer, he discusses this at great length at Chayim and Toiv is but when a person contemplates in this what happens you drop all other things and your desire is in the divine and what do you want you want God to be more revealed because you realize that he is the real power so you want godliness both in your own soul you want Hashem to be revealed and you can't stand that the world is concealing and blocking and parading around as if it exists, as if it's a something when it's really nothing without that godly power. So you want that to be revealed. and you contemplate. And you should also contemplate. This is going to take it next to the next level. Now you're going to now you're going to elevate your love from bchalav to bechol nashecha with all your soul. How? He is and when a person contemplates eich shachay esalikisha ba'olamaz. How the godly force that's within the world who are other lavad is only a ray ube'ena roich klal and it has no value at all lagaba atzmos o'erin soif in compare to the atzmos the essence of the o'erin soif. Like it says v'yotsha kaborok chitsoy that the energy that enters within the creation comes out like a little flash of light like a lightning. You have to see a So what happens? You have a lightning bolt. How much? It's just there a split second. That's it. So that's what he's saying. The energy that's in the creation is only a tiny little flash of God. A flash of Hashem's light. That's it. That's the entire 6,000 years that the world is existing. It's just a little flash like a lightning. It's here and out. From what? From an infinite power that's behind it. It's only one thought. And as it is stated, in one thought all worlds were created. And just like one thought, think about it the valuelessness of one tiny fleeting thought that you have. How much, how important is that? And in a cloud doesn't have any significance, but Adam and a person. In compared to the person's general power of thinking, how many thoughts do you think? Endless thoughts. And imagine what is the value of one fleeting thought? Indefinitely Vakoshkin compared to a power that's higher than thought, the very soul itself, that one thought is nothing. Allah's kama how much more so by Hashem, achas that the one thought that he thinks that he thinks existence into existence doesn't occupy any space to the essence of the infinite one blessed to see when a person will thoroughly meditate upon this how all the revelations of all the world they don't have any value and significance to God himself this will expand the love and take it to the next level with all your your soul sahava this is adding kerosene adding wood to the fire much more with greater intensity than the love of all your heart the and also it's also besides it being more it's not just more quantitatively it makes it more intense it also creates a different feeling in the love you see in the love of of you you want to draw God into you. You exist, and you want to draw because God is your power. He's your life. So you want to draw God into you. In b'chol nafshecha, you're frustrated with you. You don't want to be you. You know, you just want to you want to tear out from who you are and melt into Him. So that's why, bechol, it's a different type of a love. It's the idea of Mesiris nefesh. It's the idea of it's the idea of alecha uh, Hashem nashi Esa. To you, God, we say it. After Shemini Esrei, we say tachnon to you, Hashem alecha nashi. I'm raising my soul. I'm lifting it up. Alecha ashezo avavaharotzoi. This is the love and the desire lihi to become absorbed by baatzmosayrin Soif in the essence of the Oren Seif, because you realize, when you don't want to be stuck in the thought. It's one thought. You don't want to be in that thought. You want to be in the source from where the thought came from. Om Nam, but this is all still the leg. Imagine this. Imagine such intense spirituality. And this is still called only experiencing the feet of your soul. You see how crazy we are? How numb we are? That we don't even know our feet from our Neshama, let alone the true powers of a Neshama. Om Nam, which is, however, the head of the Neshama, this is the love of loving God boundlessly without you want to go out the person goes out from any limitation completely and this comes through the meditation in the in other words till now you're meditating on the creation being one thought of something that's higher. But you're not meditating, the concentration is not on the thing that's higher, it's in the how the creation is only one thought from that. But here, there is a way where one can actually connect his mind to the hafla, to the, hafla means the wonder, the whatever, I don't know what word for it, of the Saif Baruch You're not contemplating the ray that's enclosed in the world. Both the like you did earlier, it's the contemplation of the ray that's in the world. Either that it's so powerful that it creates a world, or that it's so nothing that it compared to where it comes from. You're actually meditating on the Eirin Saif itself. How he is wondered, and exalted and is transcendent from all the world and from any type of revelation whatsoever you're also meditating in the wonder of the essence of the ain't Sof, not just the or ain't Sof, the essence of the ain't Sof, that it's not at all within the context of any revelation at all you can't even say about it that it's beyond the revelations because it's Outside of the entire context of all of that, it is essentially exalted. Okay, as stated elsewhere, this is a very, very high and deep kind of contemplation. For das? The question is, how can you know that? How can a human being know that? How can you have a recognition in something so, so, so removed from all of existence, from all of creation? And we live with creatures in the creation. And here is an amazing thing that Rebbe says. There is a hidden power of das in the soul in which it can know the unknowable. The das It's just a sense. It's, like a, it's a different kind of a sense. It's not an intellectual sense. It's just... It's just the sense of the neshama, that it can sense God himself. The das hi akara. Das is a recognition. ha'nefesh. This means that in the essence of the soul, yesh um, ha'kara, there is a recognition. Ba'atzmus In the essence of the einsoyf. Ikamoi, where do we find someone like that? It says, ben gimol shana hikar Avram ezboirei. It says when Avram was three years old, he recognized his creator. He sensed it. it. doesn't. He sensed God Himself. And when you have this sense, through this, the essence of the soul, which is the part of the neshama that's not in the body, cleaves and connects to the essence of the Ein And this is called the essence is cleaving to the essence, and that's b'chol There is no limitation of there at all. And that's the face of the neshama. This is the real, real essence, the internal part of the neshama, not the ray of the neshama that comes into the body. It reaches in and it touches the innermost and the essence of the ain't soif. And in order to arrive to this panemius, you got to start from the bottom up. You can't go up to the top of the ladder before you've climbed the bottom rungs. You have to start with first meditating of Hashem as being part of the creation. And then, that's Bechol And then move it up to Bechol Nafshicha. And then finally, after these meditations, you also need divine assistance. Even after all meditation, to be able to have the real Hakara of the Etzah nefesh and the essence of the Ein Sof itself is something that the Eibishter has to open you up. But after you did whatever you can, he opens you, gives you he allows you to experience your essence of your As he says, <speaking in Hebrew> First you have to learn a lot. You've got to learn a lot. To comprehend all that you can comprehend. <speaking in Hebrew> and then you can come to a sense and the essence of the ain't soif that's higher than grasping. The yadua, it is known that This recognition is given as a gift from above. This is given to you. In the beginning, you have your avoda on your own, Shalo Adam of the person, baavoda with true avoda, not fooling yourself. You're working very hard to learn and understand and to think about what you're learning until you really feel it. Then they give him from above a a recognition in the essence of the Ein Sof, the Avodah, and the which is the Avodah coming from the essence of the soul. Probably this is what's related in Tanya, when he says that Avodah this Avodah of Kuhuna, the love of the light that he explains in Tanya, which is not a love of thirst, it's a love of delight when you're there already. And he says that's a presence from above. Not everybody merits it. I mean, he doesn't say over here, but could be it's related. So this is all when, when you're in touch with your pnimius, which is in the time when the Beis Hamidish was standing. But aster aster when I hide when the shechina hides its face, the neshama also hides its face. in the time of I will hide my face on that day. The that face, who be hester is in a concealed state. And why is the panemius of Yunushamma un, unattainable and un, 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 unconnectable, you can't, unexperienceable? And the reason is because you, when a person puts their entire oomph into other things, material things and other pleasures, like we sadly do in the time of exile. People are obsessed with obsessions of all kinds of stuff, even with just making a living, for instance. And when we give it our entire kishkes and our entire everything, and we put all of our umph into that, then our panemius gets stuck in other things, and it's, and it's therefore it's not... We can't, we can't experience our panemius in what it's supposed to be because it got stuck in other things. It's when a person... Um, puts his panemius anafish bin yanaya oilam in matters of the world batir days and many in many and many occupations tirdesu the person is so orangutan so so preoccupied and and is kol et andafshi the point over here is a year a person is never supposed to give material aspects his full attention you do it the alt- i mean i would before i t- chose this moment to teach tonight which was mom's last minute I was preparing a mimer and I didn't understand it. I couldn't make heads and tails of it. But over there, the little part that I did learn and that was, is the altar that says that, um, this is exactly mamish design. To stand ponim be al Hashem, to stand face to face with God, means that every, all worldly things, you do them matter-of-factly. They need to get done. So you do them. But there's no kach, there's no enjoyment, obsession. You do it, get done, let's get over it. Eating, you need to eat. You need to do this, you need to shop, you need to make a living. So you do it with your least amount of investment. And your panemius anefesh, you put only in... And he says that's the state on Yom Kippur, really. Yom Kippur, we don't eat, we not, we're not engaged with anything. It's only today. Right? today. It's the connection of Purim and Yom Kippur, or whatever. But I, 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 the point over here is shatoifis, um, but when a person has for sholem, and this is what happens to all of us, we put all of our etzem nafsha in here. The Rebbe has to express himself in Yiddish. Es nemtem arum dem gamsem etzem shaloy. his occupation in the world takes his entire his entire essence. He's so like, he's so there. And when you tap him on the shoulder and you try to distract him or whatever, he can't. He can't. He's nothing. He's so. Blah, 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 blah. So, so when you give your you give your essence to klipa, you don't have an essence left over for for kedusha for holiness. Ubefrat. And particularly, if it's not in things that you need, it's just in indulgences. The is When a person puts himself in with all of his enjoyment and all of his, umd, all of his being, all of his concentration in the material pleasures of the world. And these things block godliness. and They cover the neshama and they block the soul. But what's the reason? How can a person get to this chas There has to be an earlier reason. The Hasiba the reason for this of how this happened in the first place, that the panemius of the neshama gets, gets drafted and gets pulled in and ensnared into something else who held the Hester. What's really causing this is why does it happen in Tashaallah why didn't it happen in the time of the Beis Hamikdash? And it happens now. Let's go a bit deeper. We're saying in Galus, because you put your Etsa in the in the shtos, so you don't have you you don't you, you can't you can't connect to your essence of your soul in terms of your in holiness. But why didn't it happen in the time of the Beis Hamikdash? And it happens in galos? It Should have happened in the Beis Hamikdash as well. The answer is when, when godliness is readily accessible. And as a result of that, it's easy for us to turn on our, 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 our powers of our soul, our koches nefesh. our power, see, there's two things in Hashem. there's the essence of the soul, and then there is the powers of the soul. In the time of Beis HaMikdash, the powers of the soul are very, are accessible. Because godliness is not so hidden, when Hashem is not hidden, it's easy to connect Him with our minds. We can. We had more than that. It says on Chassidus and many When the time of the Beis Amidish, you had a vision. You came to the Beis Amidish and you saw God. You had a vision in, in the divine. You had. A, you had a hearing of the divine. You saw tzaddikim. You saw prophets. And more than that, when you began to meditate on anything, you were able to connect very quickly because Hashem was right beneath the the veil. And the moment you parted the curtain a tiny bit, you already felt Hashem. So you said Baruch You gave it two minutes of con- two seconds of concentration. You felt the vibrations. You felt godliness. You could feel it. You can sense. It didn't take much digging to feel the godly. So we were very high, highly sensitive during that time. So when your kochos of kedusha are working really well, then you can't exchange it for worldly things. Worldly things become so pathetic. How can you? How can you give a potato the attention? When you can, when 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 you're ready, when you can experience God, <laughs> when when you feel Hashem, the thrill and the enjoyment and the re, and the depth of that experience is so rich that who would experience, who would switch it over for 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 whatever it is for any kind of physical pleasure? So as a result of that, you didn't you, you didn't keep your physical your 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 soul didn't get caught up in the klipa. So you can you, you're free. Your Hasham is free to to experience Hashem. But in the time of Golos, what happens in the time of Golos is, Hashem withdraws. And as Hashem withdraws, our kochas and nefesh also withdraw. Which means our ability to conceive godliness in our minds, and therefore get the b'chol of that we spoke earlier, the excitements, becomes excruciatingly hard. Because godliness gets very, very obscured, and very hidden. So we, And we don't have vision, and we don't have hearing. So when the godly becomes so distant and so removed, and we're still people and we still have a power for pleasure so where do we look for the pleasure in? obviously where are we going to look for the pleasure? and where are we going to look for satisfaction and meaning in life? automatically the physical and the material is going to take the place and once once you get involved with it what's going to stop a person from putting his entire soul into it? and when you put your soul entire into that obviously there's no soul left or at least there's no soul uh, I mean, consciously left to be able to use for to, to to connect to the Avishta. So that's what he's saying. The Hassibullah Zen, the reason for this is who hellam the hastara koychesagulyim. When the Koychisagaluyim, the power of the souls, the revealed powers. Sheim a koikh sagulyim or bigilui. If the power, the revealed powers of the soul were bigilui, hainu, Shayya saga vizbaiñinus belukus. That you can have and contemplation and grasping and, and, and contemplation which is the through intellect and understanding all your heart and all your soul it wouldn't be in any way your etzam and would never get caught up in other garments you would never sell your soul into the Klippa that would never happen the only thing that would happen, even then, that yeah, it's not. It's possible that not every Jew in the time of the Beit Hamikdash experienced this experience that he spoke of before because the Etzah the, and essentially is private. He, he says there's two ways that your essence of your soul is 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 hidden from you. One of them is because naturally it shies away. Naturally, it's very private. And you need Hashem to give it to you. Remember, we said earlier, you need Hashem to make expose it to you, because naturally it remains beyond Giloi, because every revelation already is a is already a diminishment of something. So it remains in itself. That's one reason why you're not experiencing. The other reason why you're not why a person can be blocked from his Etsim and Neshama is not because its nature of it being private, but because you threw a bunch of rags upon it and covered it up with a bunch of junk. So that's the difference. In Zmana Bias. There was also a helem on the etz shaman not everybody felt this. We said earlier, but that that problem can be taken care of because as long as you do your avodah, Hashem will open you up to that part of your soul. But in the time of galus, he says, it's 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 what's it called again? At the time of galus, there is there is a helem because. Because you're, you are milam on it. You covered it. The person covered it. As he says, That yeah. And then you need special help of Hashem to get you in touch with your etzam and Hashem. But if, he says, if we would have the giluyim, like it was in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, Then the would have been the essence. Then, once your nasham is not begalus, then what would happen? Through our Avoida that we do down here, we would merit to experience a revelation of our etzim neshama in the revealed state, b'pchenes regal deneshama. In other words, your feet of your neshama, in your consciousness, you would experience the head of your nishama which is the neshama up there, would be experienced while we're physically alive in a body, we would be able to access not only the revealed, part, the revealed part of the neshama, which is your legs of your soul, but even the head of your neshama, you can experience it through avodah. Ach, d'ani, yeshena But because since the time of golos is compared to a time of sleep, and what happens when a person is sleeping, all of his kocho shut down, vision shuts down, Right? You don't see anything when you're sleeping. Hearing also, everything shuts down. And the intellect shuts down. So everything isn't working. Our souls are not working properly during the time of exile. There is in the entire world, there is this sleep going on. And God, right? So what happens? What is Shina? Shina means a concealment of the powers. The vishmiya, seeing and hearing. We don't have a true grasping, a real amiti belokus. And we don't have a real true sense in the divine. Rak hakol medame Everything that we have is only medame, is only fantasies. It's all imaginatory. It's all imaginations. And then when that happens, well, that causes So there, with the lack of connection, ability to connect to God, so then, what happens is you start putting your essence of one's passion, of one's one's being, into the into the external things, into the worldly things. Shazel inyan asturpanai. and then for sure you have no connection to that panimius aneshama and that experience that he spoke earlier of dveikos etzem beetzem to feel and sense God Himself. Not shyech to it. Ach tzaddach lohavit, perigimum, ach But this is, but we need to understand. k'siv. it says in the Pasuk, vilibi air, it says, I'm my asleep, but heart, vilibi air, my heart is awake. And what does my heart mean? My heart means my essence of my soul is awake. So which one is it in Gaulis? Is in Gaulis the Neshama sleeping? Or is the Neshama, and there's no or the ha or is the Neshama of vilibi air? Even in the time of Golos When I'm asleep in Golos The essence of Neshama is revealed It's awake even in the time of Golos It says in the Pasuk My soul is yearning for you In a land of a drought In a parched and tired land I'm I'm yearning for you. And then we say, Cain ba'kodesh koidesh chazi sichah, Davada says. If only when I was in a place of holiness I would I I would experience such longing like in the darkness. Pirishala vai bakesh chazi sikha. So you see that there is a quality that there is dafka in the time of galus over the time of Ba'aifin Kazakh, Ms. Mahara stated elsewhere. in inyun you know, who the idea is as follows, the Ba'em as Kane Hu. In truth it is this way. In the time of Godless my heart is awake. Meaning the essence of the Nishama is even more active than in the time of the bisman abayis. That means notwithstanding that in the time of the Beis Samim, a person was able to come to Bachoma odecha and sense God himself. And as you said earlier, yet... The, the, the power of the neshama is more evident, of the Israel part of the neshama, is more evident in the time of Golos, even then, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, when someone is experiencing that highest, deepest connection. Why? It's a power that's, you can see its effects, but it's a concealed power. Concealed meaning it's, it's, it's having its influence, but in a manner where you're not seeing its energy, but you know, you see its effect, you see it's there. The Indian, the Indian Astir and here he, he characterizes the very Gishmak. He says in the, in the Etsa Shama, there's two Inyanim. The there's the light, the brightness of the Etzah Shama, its light, its brightness, and there is its power, its Koyach. So he says the brightness of it you only had in the base English. The koyach of it you have now. The high the Indian asked upon a high. The pchinas the light of the neshama. Shu'hu pchinas Halam, That's in a concealed state. The libi air, but my heart is away. Kaino of pchinas koyach haneshama, the power of the soul. Shehi be his galus b'sman hagalus. That is more revealed in the time of exile. Fu who a koyach the mesiras nefesh b'poel mamish. This is the power of mesiras nefesh of self sacrifice. During the time in the literal sense, in the time of exile, you see people, Jews, giving they're so devoted, and they go through the biggest hardships, and they fight so hard to be able to do a mitzvah, even though they don't feel the tingling sensations and all the light and all the experience. but still, like they'll do anything. A the person would drive himself nuts to go ahead and manage to do his mitzvah he needs to do. as it is known, the b'sman. Abayis in the time of the the hamigda, shahal yegili akleches and we know the opposite. And at the time of the Beis English, when the internal powers were more revealed, the intellect and the emotions, they didn't have Masiris Nefesh so much. Because since it wasn't necessary, they didn't really, it wasn't, their avoid. there the, the, the was more based on their understanding, and their enjoyment, and their pleasure. And their, As soon as the Kochis M'A'Pnimim go away, the internal lights of the soul are dimmed, and dimmed and dimmed until they're almost not there. What do we have to rely on? We have to get to our koches Makifim, our makiftiga powers of our neshama, which is the power of stubbornness and and just pure a pure um 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 um, um irrational, irra- irrational um, um, commitment that we have, and that's what took the Jewish people through Gaulus. The power of Mesiris Nefesh. And he says two things. Hem be Mesiris Nefesh mamish This includes all the Jewish martyr, martyrs who gave their life al-Kiddush Hashem. Thousands of Jews died for the sanctification of God's name, al-Kiddush Hashem. For hem be Mesiris Nefesh, or the way we have Mesiris Nefesh, lamad al-Nafshay, to stand sternly, betoy kiv with a real strong strength, a atayiram mitzvus in the fulfillment of atayiram mitzvahs. The the light of the Nishama, which means the yearning of the heart, the and the love of all your heart, of all your might. We spoke earlier, you should love God with all your might, anal. That we don't feel so much, it's concealed in the time of exile. Aval Koya but the brute muscle power of the soul. To stand with the strength and with the power. This is more active in the time of Golos. I wish in holiness I would have that level of determination, David says, like I have in the time of, 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 of the Golos. If only in the time of the Beis we would show and have this power of Mesir as For who in and this idea that we have a koach this power which is more than the Oyer hanashama is related to the tests golos is a time in general golos go- go- is a assiyah it's a test and each and every one of us when we when we're going through our dark moments especially right before mashiach comes we're continuously faced with situations that are called nisyonos tests yesh nisyonos everybody has tests in regards to doing mitzvahs in the literal, and the person withstands the nesoyin, to be able to withstand the nesoyin, you need you have to access your etz That's what takes you through a test. And here the Rebbe is going to give us a little interesting idea about nesoyin. What is a nesoyin test? A nesoyin is not a thing on its own. What does that mean? Basically, he's going to explain that nesoyinos are mainly imaginary things. Uh, I mean, even though they come across as very real things in this world, but they're really, really just uh, imaginary things that don't really have true substance and real power. And the only reason they exist is just that they should, that we should fight them. And once we fight them, and we don't get affected, and we don't and we don't cave in, they suddenly dissipate. And the biggest example for that, even though it was something that appeared and, 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 and showed itself for a very long time, but then it, when it disappeared, it disappeared completely. As if it never existed, in a sense. Because it really was only in science. And that was the communist regime, the Russian. And the Friedrich Rebbe decided that he's not going to acknowledge them. And, and, he, and he fought them tooth and nail, and then they're gone and it looked like this big huge monster and the world thought it will never get rid itself of it and Gigangin, faifen the whole thing dissipated how? because it really wasn't a an and it just was there to bring out the strength of Messiris Nefesh from Yidin and once Yidin passed through it Gagangin. and he says are, but then there are other things if you, let's put the difference I think they, it's just coming to me right now but I think this is it there is, there is the czarist Russia and there is the communist, the communists What's the difference between the two? Tsarist Russia was a real mitzvah. It was a, Russia was a country from the 70 nations. It's a real existence. Jews had problems with it, a lot of problems, but it was a real mitzvah. And the way you dealt with it was, the Avoida was to do a birer, to do a fixing of it. Fix the klipa, fix the country. How? By utilizing all the, all the aspects of that country for a mitzvah. You're elevating the country, you're elevating the people, you're elevating the thing, and elevating it into Kedush. That's how you deal with the, the regular things, what we call birurim. Birurim are the things that need to be refined. Communism was not something that needed to be fixed, because it really had no matzias. It needed to be looked in the face, and take a bubble and bust it, and say, you're not. The Friedrich Rebbe, when he was in jail, was different. The Friedrich Rebbe treated the Russians, the, 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 the Bolsheviks, very different... Then the Alter Rebbe treated them. The Alter Rebbe debated them. He had rational debates. He was proving the truth of Hasidus. And that's how he worked with them. And that, Until they themselves agreed that he is right. Well, how did the free the in jail? How did he deal with the, with the thing? He kept on telling them, you're nobody, you're not a, you're not a you know, he didn't acknowledge them. When they told him to stand up, he didn't stand up. They wanted to get, nothing, they don't exist. Because he knew that it's only existing as an and to stop him from doing it. And by standing like that, he busted it, because it never really had him at see him. The same as in our lives, it's hard exactly to differentiate which things are just reality, that need, they need to be refined, and which things are considered a nisayin, where the, all you have to do is just stand strong and you'll see the, what looks like this huge mountain will disappear. Like by Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu walked through many rivers in his life, and uh, when, he, yeah, because when he came from... I don't know how many rivers... <laughs> they say he moved to many rivers. But he definitely came from... When he came from ur and he went to Eretz Yisrael, he had to cross... Him. He came across a river. Okay, He ferried across the river. But then when Avram was going to the Akedah, there was also a river. But there was no river. The Satan went and made a river for him. And what did Avram do? He ignored it. He walked into his neck. And when he just kept on going, what happened? It disappeared because it was, never was a river. It was an illusion that was created to stop it. That's the difference. Is it? So, what? in your life, it's also that way. There are things that need a tikkun. So, the things that need a tikkun, birurim, you can you can fix them with your with your with your As you use your intellect, your inspiration coming from your mind to help you through to navigate the challenges of the world. Okay, that you can use. And other birurim. How do you do a birur? Not with your etzama nefesh, you do birurim with your kachah chachma. But is beridu. With chachma, you do birurim. But when you're faced with an nisayin, your chachma is useless. The only thing that will help you through is your makifim. Is your kaiyacham asiras nefesh. Is that no matter what, this is what's going to happen. And then what? And then you destroy the you destroy the klipa. And, and the godliness that's revealed to the neshama as a result of that is the deepest godliness. Let's read over here. And you gain—that's what he's explained. It elevates your neshama when you go through an essayin and you pass it, much more than all the birurim. Usually, we say that when you eat food and you eat it l'shem shemayim, you elevate it. It takes it it, it. it empowers your neshama so much greater. Remember, we say that all the time. But the reason why we have to eat, and eat lifts adds more seichel to a person because these are sparks of holiness that come from toyo, that's higher than tikkun as great as that is, it doesn't come close to the spark that's in a nisaya the spark that's in a nisaya, and if you bust that nisaya, and if you bust the the, the klipa around it, and you get that spark, that's that's coming from God himself, God's essence, not toyo, infinite beyond toyo, atzumosumahus is buried in a Nisayan. The Hineh Inyan an Esayin is what's Nesayin, who shan Esayin atzmai ena David b'fnay atzmai mitzad atzmai and Esayin doesn't have anything to it. V'loy k'moy hadvarim agashmi, not like regular physical things. She'ndavar ma there's something. V'shayech behem birur you can do a birur in them. Ma she'inkim b'nesayin and Esayin is not that way. U'pnimi es Inyan what does that mean? She'kol hadvarim agashmiyim all physical things yesh be they have a godly spark that's why there is some kind of a kavana so you take a glass of water and you drink it you should have to learn so then what happens you're doing a beer in it you're elevating the nitsuz it's elevated to its source and as we said earlier when you lift up a, 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 physical, object, a physical entity you elevate a cucumber to its source it will draw, it will draw down light onto your soul like we learned always about eating in the thing that's standing against you, there's no godly intention in it. In other words, it has no intention in it itself. its entire union is just to challenge you and that you should be strong. That's it. it doesn't there's no Kavana in it. The abishta doesn't want it to be refined. The abishta only wants to make you stronger. That's the idea of an Assyrian. here the kavana is that's its entire existence that you should stand against it. the kavana is not in the object. You see the difference? In a regular birur, there is a kavana in the thing. The object, the thing, the, needs to be needs to be elevated. Here the intention is not in it. The intention is only in you. The abusha wants you to activate your powers. So he creates something that is not as a myth. Of course, if God creates a myth, the myth looks really real. But really, it's not. And the person should stand up the test. They themselves have a kiss They should be refined. and should be whitened. They should be elevated. We're holding on page Shin Beis. The middle of the last thief which isn't the case by an Esoyan in the Dover thing itself there's no godly intention it doesn't really have a spark like, like in forbidden things what the Eberster wants is the person to stand in the Esoyan he will be elevated and the elevation that comes as a result of a person uh, withstanding a test, is much higher from the elevation that happens from the birurim, from regular refinement. What's the elevation? Hear this. Hashem is testing you. You're coming to Das. Which Das? Which Das? Remember, he spoke earlier, the das HaNelam, the very, very concealed and hidden das, the innermost das that gives you a sense and atmus itself, that comes to you through Nisianus. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even more than in the Beis HaMikdash, through the Avoidah of Remember, we said that through B'chal of B'chal you get to B'chal Moidecha. But nothing close. To when you withstand the Nisayan. that's when you really get to the das. Because the strength of an who the why is the das being revealed? Because this is the das of your essence of your soul. And in order to fight the essayan, you need a, you need to unleash, You need to un un. You need to tap into your essence. You need to draw forth your rest. The essence is usually hidden, untapped. But now to fight an essayan, you have to really, really stand strong and be stubborn and just get to your essence. That's the neshama's power to stand with maseiros nefesh. You see, from the koyach neshama comes the das. The das is the oir neshama, the light of the neshama. Light over here, we don't mean light external; we mean light, the, the, the illumination of the essence, which is what that it, that it senses the avisher himself. Which is, the, is, is this amazing. Take a look. When you're still in the level of koyach, of the neshama, at that moment you're the furthest away from the das, Because that's the whole idea. It's, the, it's, it's, it's total concealment. It's golas concealment. All your faces with this huge nesaya, and you feel so isolated, disconnected. You have nothing to hold on to. And you fight from your essence of your neshama. From the koyach of the neshama, which comes dafkin, the concealment, comes the oira neshama, which is the ultimate revelation of atz to the soul. Imagine what the Friedrich Rebbe experienced in his life after he came out from Russia and he came to... So you wonder, like, the Rebbe was such a chassid of the previous Rebbe. Like, wow, what kind of godliness did he experience on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur? Or who knows? Who knows the godliness? Who he knew, who he recognized after those Nisiyanes that he fought? And so was the, so was with everybody in some little way. Um, in a very real way the medrash says it like this there is no harder time like that time when Hashem says I will hide my face it's the most difficult time and from that time I wait for him you see that? There's nothing more dark than that dark moment. And from within that moment, I wait for Him. What does that mean? That this dark moment brings me to Him Himself. <laughs> I wait for God who is hiding His face. I think we could characterize the time we're in right now as this. The <laughs> Because the concealment is in order that there should be the revelation of the concealment of the beetzem That is essentially concealed. I wait for God. It says that ultimately Hashem will do to those who wait for Him. The concealed Eden. That says, to those who wait for Him. After all, it's going to be revealed when Mashiach comes. For while, Yaday v'chikisi L'Hashem b'zman agalus. I wait to God b'riboyanes yaines with all the 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 the, uh, the all the tests. She'aim dem b'nasayin as he didn't stand and te- withstand the test, but toikif kiyam with the strength and resolve to do mitzvus. Chulum. The Now we understand hadasa. He Esther. Esther is the kaiyachan Hashem in the concealment, and that's hadasa. We said before. HaDasa is the Pneumius the HaNeshama that experiences the Das of Eint-Soph of itself. You have that in the Esther as well. DaHadasa Hu Pchenes Pneumius kamoishi Kamoyshehi BaAtzilas, is the innermost of Malchus, Ashi is in Atzilas. U Nasis Atik LeBriya Shezehu Nekuda HaAtzimus, the The part of the Maimah that we skipped earlier, the essence of Malchus, Keneskul yelled. we said earlier. Uba BaAvoiden and Avoidu Pchenes Pneumius HaNefesh, the Hadassah element is the Phnimius Annafish, Reusa Daliba. That's the Bahoma Odecha that we said earlier. The learning of the heart, which comes through sensing God, not as he is a master over the creation or even transcending the creation, but to sense Hashem's true being as he really is. Fazau, and that's why we also that's hadasa. It says, and he was standing Baina adasim. I don't know. This must be a pasuk. I don't know where the pasuk is. One of the things in the in the Memoriam of the Rebbe Shab, at least in the old versions, is they didn't have the any any So I don't know where this pasuk comes from. The truth is, this problem. Let's not. Uh, Today you Google anything and you get to see who I made this is this is the I made Bain Ha Ha Da Sim Ah. It's a Pasuk. Where is the Pasuk? Give me a second. We got it. Oh, it says... It's in Zechariah. It says, "Reisya laila I saw tonight." Ish roiche valsis adim, a person riding on a red horse. Ish oymed bein adasim, a man standing bein adasim. Ish kavriel, Malach Hashem oymed bein adasim. So who is this? Who oymed bein adasim? Asher b'metzula, that's what it is. He's standing bein adasim. So the sages say, who are the adasim? It's referring to the big three big tzadikim Hanania Mishal Vazaria that were cast into the into the into the oven, into the fire. And they're the mesiris Nafeshalahem, because they and why is it why they're called Hadasim? Because Hadasim have a have a good smell. That's what we know that the Hadasim represent the Jews who have a fragrance, but they're lacking in taste, huh? the smell. Because their mysterious nefesh, that's a smell. the highest. When you, when a person dies, al they didn't die, but they will give themselves up to die. It raises the the, the highest feminine waters to draw down. So it says that Sarah Aruga Malchus. It says, and we learned it in Kabbalah and in, in, in Arizal. We once learned that the reason why the Asara Arugem Malchus were killed was because there was a certain disconnect between Hashem and the world at that time. And Hashem was going to lose all interest in my So you needed something very powerful to draw Hashem back down and be back involved in the world. So you need something very potent. The mysterious Nefesh of these ten tzaddikim created such a strong, like a, 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 a scent, that it pulled God back into the world. It's called Allah's mam, the raising of feminine waters. So, Pchenas Makiv That's why we say the Neshama enjoys. We say Ezadabah that the Neshama enjoys means the transcendental part of the Neshama. And this reaches, Reyach reaches Atmos Ein Soif. That's what we're saying. We're saying Hadasa is what? The part of the Neshama that's relating to Atmos Ein Soif. And that's why we say also over there, their, their avodah was Messiras Nefesh. Massiras Nefesh comes from the etzaman and Shama. And that is drawn. That's what Hadasim do. Okay, so this is the idea. In Khananya Vishovazar, they had literal Messiras Nefesh. See, we said earlier that means you're ready to give everything up. You're melting in only. Right? But by them it was Messiris Nefesh Bapoyal. Ach, ho ye behem, gamiz galos etzem haraneshama. Besides the physical Messiris Nefesh, they also had the his of etzem oir haneshama. Which is the idea of adasim. But we're saying, adasahi esther. Vohu ansmo obchenas esther. Hain obchenas malchus hayeredes. The malchus and the neshama. The big goes down. Biriboya lomis fa astere and the biya comes through many, many concealments of Bria, Yetzir, and Asiyah. pchinas b'chinas libi'er means that suddenly we find ourselves without any light of neshama. Yet there is this inexplicable mesiris nefesh that ye didn't have to Torah and Mitzvahs. B'chinas koyacha neshama, this is the power of the soul, the chakisi l'ashem, that I wait for God, ha-master b'koyacha nefesh with the power of Messiris Nefesh. This reveals even a higher level of the innermost of the Ein Sof. More than we would have attained in the time of the Beis Amigdash when we're doing it through Bechal Remember, we learned earlier that through you get to you get to your Dasa In a much deeper way, through the time of Golas, through simple Masiris Nefesh, you get to a much deeper Dasa than you get in that bit. the Yasalam to those who wait for him, when, during what he said earlier, there's no darker time than How do you make sure that you don't get crushed in Galas? How do you make sure that you stand in a Salyan? How do you make sure that Esther doesn't get completely destroyed? The answer is You need Mordechai over there And what does he do? He's raising Adasa, he Esther He's the one who's taking care of her during the time of Golos. He's raising them. So first of all, it's a tzaddik. It's the Rebbe. That gives k'ichas to the neshamas. Amain means padgud. Padgud means a, a, um, a nurse or something like that. Someone who's cha- who's raising a taking care a caretaker of a child. Omoin Muchusa, Omoin Mutzna. Omoin also means, yitzlein, the Torah was hidden, Muchusa covered. Omoin Mutzna, Omoin hidden. Vahaynu. What does this mean? Mordechai gives Nesinas koyach v'oiz l'nishmas Yisrael. Mordechai gives strength to the Jewish neshamists. Like it says, Hashem oiz liyama yitain. that Hashem gives strength to the people. And how do you give strength? Through Torah. Ein oiz elo Torah. So these are tzadikim who give Torah to the Jewish people. And that gives them strength. It nurtures them. The Torah gives koyach and the neshama to stand That means even when we're lacking in all spirituality during the time of galus, you have to learn Torah. And you learn Torah, you keep your neshama strong. Then it says, "Amen" also means covered, concealed. That's the mitzvah that we have to do during the time of galus, and that also strengthens our soul. Shaham They're called Makhusa covering, because that's what mitzvahs are—a garment. They're drawing down the supernal will, which is like a garment. Amen padgud, Aman mutzna, which is the other thing it says about Yashloimar, the Torah, the revealed part and the hidden part of the Torah. Padgud is the revealed part of the Torah. What's raising us? All is the hidden part of the Torah. All this is what gives strength to Neshama during the time of exile. You need to constantly help them. You can't say just stand by all the A Jew can't stand if he doesn't learn Torah and doesn't do mitzvahs. He gets completely uh, overrun by the gullus. The Esther. There is the power of the neshama, of the etzim and neshama in Azilus. With added vigor and added strength. Mordechai is the constant feeding through Torah and mitzvahs. Let's say for instance a Rebbe taught Torah. Always non-stop Torah. And also fed the Jewish people with with mitzvahs. Went around spreading mitzvah observance by everyone. Every a Jew should do a mitzvah. Who's feeding all, Who sends out all these Jews to find yidn all over the world to do a mitzvah with them? That's the Mordechai of the generation, who gives yidden, feeds them, and that gives them the strength to withstand the an nasiyonis. And then it's Esther who adasa. And then what happens when Mashiach comes? Yasa aloi, chakisi aloi. The dasa nelam is revealed, which is the 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 highest and deepest revelations of the Ein Sof. Maybe we merit already the revelation because we've done already enough Nesaya in uh, thingy. alright everyone have a very 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 happy Purim and only good make sure the Chazah the Maim are at least 10 times before Purim so something stays and something sticks Just so one second here